0: which includes all the podcast video content and supplemental screen shares. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. With that being said, I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and this is the Friendly Bear Podcast. Let's dive in. All right, guys, this is David, a.k.a. Reverse Long with the Friendly Bear Podcast, Friendly Bear Book Club. Today, we're going to review Flash... Flash Crash by Liam Vaughn, and today I'm gonna to do it in front of my desk here at Trade Space. It's been a while since I do this something at my desk over here. As far as for the podcast, um, I think it's pretty cool. So I get to pull up the book. That's the, the that's the cover I see on my audio. I have this one on audio. Uh, I like I like books on audio because you can, you know, take it anywhere with you. You can listen while driving, while walking, while running. While shopping for groceries at the beach, you know so I think with trading in in uh if you wanna do this like professionally or at a high level you gotta especially you know the first couple of years you need to go really hard with it and also there's books like these that are like if you have a passion for it it's it it's entertaining and um it's it's very it's 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 a cool book it's a cool book it's a historical you know so this this actually happened um i think it took place in 2010 the flash crash lasted 36 minutes and uh it was mostly caused by this this one guy apparently i i don't know if i buy that 100 but um this one guy in london called his name was nav nav Singh sarau so navinder Singh sarau london-based uh trader in his 30s he was living in his parents house was like really into video games and stuff and um from two thousand nine and two thousand and fifteen, he was trading and I, I from what I gathered, he was very successful at trading um early on until the high frequency traders came in and started eating into his profits. so then he created a software that could counter it and uh yes yeah, so, and he would also do a lot of spoofing and the spoofing is a is is manipulate market manipulation, but there was no real term for it at the time. I think the term came. Afterwards, it was like a whole new phenomenon that was going on with the HFTs and spoofing and all that. So but anyway, he helped cause the crash of one trillion dollars around one trillion, one trillion dollars. And uh, it was a 30, 36 minute crash from all the major indexes. Um, he was in London, but this happened. You know, he was extradited to the U.S., to Chicago uh, to face all the charges. And he spent four months in um, in a U.K. prison. Before getting extradited. And he was facing like 300 years in prison. But uh, the judge gave him only one year. Because he was, had like severe autism. It was like he wasn't a malicious guy. He kind of did it almost. I wouldn't say by accident. But like it wasn't his intent to like screw the. You know make the market crash. You know so. Um, but yeah there was just a lot of holes in the system at the time. With HFTs and stuff like that. And I don't know much about it. I, I have listened to and read or read whatever uh the book flash boys by michael lewis and i didn't really understand it when i when i listened to it i think i, I listened to it a couple times It was a couple years ago uh th- with audio and i don't think i was focusing 100 because I, I didn't really understand anything <laughs> uh so i gotta review it now when i know a little more and i'm and I, I like things make sense to me easier now since uh i'm more involved with trading and stuff like that so um yeah i need to go over that again um but yeah so Okay, going back to the book, so, okay, so the U.S. government, he was accused by the U.S. government of mani- manipulating markets by posting and canceling huge volumes of orders to trick participants about supply and demand, a brand new offense known as spoofing. All right, so re- with this, I related this really quickly. I was like, oh, this is kind of what sounds like level two. So when level two has a big order or a big seller, and sometimes you see them flashing there and like, you're kind of like, oh, I don't think that's real. That's like not real demand. Like if someone puts like a big buy order um, to scare the short seller from shorting it because that's like a support level. You know, I, I see that quite a bit. And I'm like, I don't know if I buy that. And you see it disappear and it's like it wasn't, you know, it was never real to begin with. And I remember back when I used to trade OTCs, that would happen a lot. I haven't traded OTCs in a while, but I assume it's a lot sketchier over there in the OTC land. But, um, okay, so... That's how I related it to the book. So the book doesn't really say much about like strategies and stuff. It's more like um, historical, and uh, goes over the vocabulary like spoofing and HFT and things like that. So you're kind of understanding that aspect of it, but it's not like if you look if if uh, it's not like a newbie kind of book where you're gonna expect to read this and all of a sudden start understanding how to get better at trading and stuff. It's not it's not the book for that. But uh, anyway. But great book uh, for all levels regardless. Um, anyway, a little excerpt from the book. So every time an order was placed to buy or sell high-frequency traders, HFTs, many of them, not human but computers running algorithms, would try to make their own trades milliseconds before those orders could be executed. That way they could be the first to make money from those changes. Nav realized that the high, high-frequency traders all use similar software. That made the market twitchy, like a flock of sheep, all moving in the same direction. His software took advantage of this by placing thousands of orders before quickly canceling or changing them. Once he created artificial demand for other traders to buy or sell that asset. This practice known as spoofing allowed him to make genuine buy or sell orders at a profit as the price swiftly rose or fell. All right, so Nav hardly seemed like a man who would shake the world's financial markets to their core. Raised in a working-class neighborhood in West London, Nav was a prenaturally gifted gifted trader who played the markets like a computer game. By the age of 30, he had left behind London's trading arcades, working instead out of his childhood home. For years, the money poured in, but when lightning-fast electronic traders infiltrated the markets and started eating into his profits, Nav built a system of his own to fight back. It worked until 2015 when the FBI raided uh, the FBI arrived at his door. Depending on whom you ask, Nav was a scourge, a symbol of financial free, a symbol of the financial system run horribly amok, or a folk hero who took on the tyranny of Wall Street at high, and the high-frequency traders. A real-life financial thriller, Flash Crash uncovers the remarkable behind-the-scenes narrative of a mystifying market crash, a globe-spanning investigation into international fraud, and a man at the center of them both. So, yeah, he helped trigger a $1 trillion market crash. Um, Yeah, He was charged with wire fraud, commodities fraud, and manipulation, as well as one count of spoofing, which is when a trader places thousands of buy orders with the intent of canceling or changing them before execution. Nav suffered from severe Asperger's and was sentenced to one-year supervised release instead of eight years in prison. Yeah, so his lawyers argue that he's just the type of a guy, type of guy that plays video games all day in his childhood bedroom. Yes, yeah, he's kind of harmless, you know? <laughs> uh yeah, so he supposedly he made 70 million, 70 million from 2009 to 2014 from his bedroom, but lost most of it after investing in fraudulent scams. So yeah, his lawyers argued, yeah, so again, his lawyers argued that money wasn't his motivation but he just had a fascination with markets as a sophisticated video game so there you have it that's flash crash go check it out i recommend it on audio um i recommend everything on audio you you, i mean how how awesome is it you can put at one point i like 1.2 speeds 1.2 speeds and then you can re re re-listen to it at 2.0 speeds you know so developing this good habit so you can compound all your knowledge i love it but anyways um Thank you for listening to the Friendly Bear Podcast, Friendly Bear Book Club. I'll catch you guys later. That concludes today's episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to the channel on the platform you use. The Friendly Bear Podcast is hosted by me, David, where you can find me on Twitter at reverse underscore long. You can find the Friendly Bear Podcast at www.thefriendlybearpodcast.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and now on YouTube at Friendly Bear Research. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Friendly Bear Podcast.